Welcome to episode 85, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. I said Geeksters a lot in that first <laughs> that intro. <laughs> I don't so, care. Somebody needs a thesaurus. <laughs> Nerdsters. <laughs> Shoved in locker. Lockers. Sisters. <laughs> Lab geeksters, <laughs> lab nerdsters, <laughs> scientisters, <laughs> scientisters, <Yeah>. engineersters. <laughs> now you stretch it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Truckers. There you go. <laughs> Trucksters. Trucksters. Hey, everybody, I'm a Trucksters. <laughs> Keep on trekking. Make <laughs> me. Keep on trekking. There's a Falcons are rocking. Don't come a knocking. <laughs> right now, some nerds going, you know, you mentioned Star Trek, but then you make a Millennium Falcon joke. <laughs> and that's the reason why I got shoved in that locker. <laughs> Just saying. We're the cool hip geeksters. Why you are the glasses wearing taped up goobers. <laughs> goobers. Goobers. Uh. Chocolate covered nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I dip my nuts in chocolate and I go, that's you. In this third and part. <laughs> third and final act of episode what? Three. What's issue? What episode though? 85. 85 part three. You didn't yeah. say it. You, no. you didn't say, hey, welcome to episode. Did you? Yes, I did. I wasn't better than that. <laughs> I was too busy thinking of synonyms for geeksters. <laughs> I can only focus on one thing at a time. See, Erica, we can only do one thing at a time, not two things at once. Um, but it, speaking of Erica, oh, what a segue! Oh. In part three, we start off with a new segment called Life, the Universe, and Everything with Erica. Where Erica is going to bring us a scientific news article. Yes. And with the help of her friends or family, and tonight was her family, her yes. sister, joined us to talk about a subject that she saw on the internet that was based on science, you know, that she thought was kind of cool and slash disgusting. Yes. And it was, you know, to, to introduce us into the, the world of life, the universe, and everything with Erica. We had a doc. It was a doctor too. Her sister yes. was a doctor. Her sister's an actual doctor. Well, you'll find out her credentials when you yeah. hear the episode. But I'm just kind of amazed. We had a physicist on, and now a doctor. We're highbrow, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> We're dick and <laughs> fart jokes. But every once in a while, with a guy with a PhD come, or a chick walks in with a PhD, <laughs> like, yeah, here's my credentials. I have a PhD in this, 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 and this. I have a PhD. I'm a physicist. Yeah, two Jews walking through a bar. <laughs> Like, yeah, we don't have to worry for the show. No, you're perfect. You can make us look even dumber than we already are. <laughs> like, that's a feat. It's not. It's, it, it's again, it's, it's like the smart kids picking on the... It's, it's like the chance for the geeks to pick on other geeks. There you go. You know? <laughs> yes, I'm a doctor, but you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. <laughs> but, but, but. I am a physicist, but you... Are so far out there, even I can't find you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no earthbound <laughs> science will ever achieve the lights of your stupidity, <laughs> ever. And I would know because I'm a physicist. <laughs> I would have to take a quantum leap backwards to the Stone Age before and then hop into a DeLorean and travel 88 miles an hour to get to the Big Bang to be able to even comprehend how stupid you are. I don't even find that insulting. When I say round up the pie, you think it's an extra slice. You're like... Is it apple or strawberry? <laughs> That's how stupid you are. You are so dumb, it takes you an hour and a half to watch 60 minutes. <laughs> Physicist insults. You're so stupid. You, you can divide nil into nil and still come up with an answer. <laughs> You're like the Albert Einstein of stupidity. E equals MC stupid. That's you. <laughs> I have a PhD. What do you have? Nothing. See? Stupid. We have a show. <laughs> we have a show. Oh, yes. The lowest common denominator. Geek news. <laughs> Excuse you, you know it's called nerd news. Oh, I stand corrected. What's the uh, what's the equation for time travel? Um, exactly. <laughs> Carry on with your little chill. I will look at the wall, my PhD, and go. I am much smarter than you. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm breathing again. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so that's um the first part of the last hour, and the second part, Ed brings a, a news article. Was it one news article? <laughs> well, yeah, technically one. Yeah, yeah well, we, I bought three, but right, but we hit the one, and we we hit we hit the ground running about the cast of Star Wars, and then it spun into a. Discussion about feminism, and it wasn't really like it wasn't like a, you're an idiot because you you're a feminist, and it's not like you're an idiot because you have a penis. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was just a, I thought like a very healthy discussion about the situation of women role positive women roles in science fiction and fantasy. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah. that almost <laughs> sounded like the whole intro, like the positive. He's a positive black role model in the realm of science fiction. Lando wow. Calrissian. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. <laughs> so, hey, tune in and then you can write to us and figure out who, if it was a debate, who would you side on? Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. That's right. Like, you go. The men are sticking with John because they have penises. <laughs> <laughs> that nasty little thing in between your legs ruins everything. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I have my PhD. I am such a higher level <laughs> that I am actually having sex with three women right now by thinking about them. <laughs> While you still have to stroke it to get the ooze. I, oh, 
I just came mentally. I'm stimulated when I look at my physics book. <laughs> you may have Lord of the Rings, but I have the rings around Saturn. <laughs> I had Lord of the Rings, the rings around Saturn, you know, the whole like fantasy versus science. <laughs> I think you need to go to school on that one. <laughs> Right. There's rings around Saturn, right? Yeah. Some people study that. Some people study Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. You yeah. see? Highbrow humor, Ed. <laughs> That's why you did not get that. <laughs> right now, there's right. a half a dozen other physicists that laughed at you because <laughs> they got it right away. That'd be amazing if we get six physicists to listen to this show. You talk about the dark side where we talk about the dark side of the moon. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're so stupid. You think a black hole is, <laughs> is just a hole in the ground. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. No. <laughs> you racist bastard. <laughs> that is how lowbrow you are. <laughs> You stick with your dick and fart jokes. Or we shall stick with our penises and nocturnal emission jokes. <laughs> you may make fart jokes, but we talk about the methane gas that ex- excretes from our anuses. <laughs> we do not talk about how two Jews walk into a bar because they own it. We talk about... How pi is relevant to the speed of relativity, and we laugh. <laughs> I don't get that one. See, that's because you are not a genius like I. <laughs> While you sit and read your Batman and Spider Man books, I read Shakespeare. <laughs> Do you even know what I- iambic pentameter means? <laughs> No. No. That's right. <laughs> the timing of 14. <laughs> Is <it>? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> right now, probably, I, I mean, I think it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, 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 it's the, the rhyming scheme. It's like if you, I have a timer, it's like two lines and they're like 14 beats a, pay, a piece. Okay. All right, now some, some English professor's going, no, that's just wrong. <laughs> You're talking about soliloquies and sonnets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Haikus. Here's a haiku. You are very dumb moron. <laughs> I don't know what people see at all. That's, I was wrong. See? <laughs> I was pretending I was you. <laughs> Can't even do a haiku. <laughs> this is a haiku. <laughs> you don't know what that is. <laughs> huh? <laughs> like I said, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> 
What if you are counting? Huh? Is it? Well, haiku is five seven five. I know, but so I had to kind of make sure I got the right words. But then I could see people like listening to this, counting on their fingers. That is right because you are so stupid. You need to count the words for a haiku. So that's what you're looking forward to, birthday. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back at the end there, folks. So hang in there and enjoy. And we're back. You're listening to us live on AquanetRadio.com. What's that? Is that you, Erica? That is not me. That's creepy. <laughs> I know I wanted some echo, but holy crap, that was freaky. It was like, it was as if I was like a second into the past. That was me, though. <laughs> It was my own voice. Yeah. Like, I was, like, I was flash forward into the future just so I could hear my voice again. <laughs> but, by the way, you're listening to Geekstars on AquanetRadio.com. <laughs> Tune in iHeartRadio and iTunes Radio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. And now, kids, time for our new segment, Life, 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 the Universe, Verse, Verse, and Everything, Thing, Thing, with Erica. Take it away, Erica! I'll take it away. So, what I'm going to be doing every week is presenting to you a nice little scientific tidbit. Awesome. Tid- she said tit. <laughs> no, no, no. I said tidbit. Oh, sorry. Tiddly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Boobs! Now I said tit. All right, there you All go. Right. All right. And, Just for you. And I, it's my understanding that we have a guest. We do. We have a very special guest on the line. My sister, the one, the only, the slightly smarter than me, Dr. Fox. She's a doctor? She is a doctor. Wow. Is she, is she on right now? Yes. Say hi. Say hi, hi Lex. America. You are incredibly mature. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're all very incredibly mature. All of us? Wow. Yeah, well. But she's never listened to the show. Le- obviously, <laughs> you never listen. <laughs> Lex. Oh, Sir- no. I, I was listening to your show earlier. Uh, you can hear yeah, the dis- I got to hear your discussion about Maleficent. Aww. When did Aww, we talk about yeah, Maleficent? And, what, what was it? The horns? The, they would make good handlebars or something? Oh, oh that yeah. might have been last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, I was... Yeah, I, I I was listening to that. You, you can you can hear the disgust in her voice already. I like <laughs> right. it. All right. All right. That's, that's her standard disgust. All right. All right. We got because, a hit. Yeah. That's her standard disgust because I'm her sister and she has to deal with this shit all the time. All right. So what? Well, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And what are your credentials? What are you a doctor of? I'm a doctor of osteopathic medicine, which is essentially the same thing as an MD. And I'm trained in family medicine. Wow. So if I do the old, hey, doc, it hurts when I do this, you can respond, don't do that? Pretty much. All right. (laughs) (laughs) She's like I was actually expecting a question about a rash. No, no, I'm I'm (laughs) rash-free. For now. This week. (laughs) Itchy in some spots, but I can deal with itches. A little chafed. (laughs) But not rashy. I know how to handle rug burns. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. <laughs> All right, so Erica, what is now? Ed and I have no idea you what have the no topic idea of what the topic is. This is that's why it's life, the universe, and everything with Erica because it is her world, and we are just visiting for the moment. <laughs> yes. So whatever she decides to pick, we have to kind of naturally react to, and, and obviously, tons of questions. So you better be prepared. 
I am prepared. I have massive numbers of tabs open here. Okay. Okay. All right. What's your story? Okay. So this started with a, a Facebook post from I Fucking Love Science. Which is one of my favorite, absolute favorite Facebook pages. Mine too. So they posted this a few days ago Mm -hmm. about a dead whale that is endangering a a town in the, I believe it's New England. And the Canada, Canada, thank you. And the (laughs) uh, I have I have two tabs open here with this information. So this is not a new issue this has been an issue for years because what happens is when they die if they die and they beach or they beach and then die whichever as they start decomposing gases build up sure just like in any any it happens in humans as well yeah Mm -hmm. but generally you don't hear about humans exploding no generally (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know where she's going because I saw the video. Yeah, I saw the there video. Is you did, vid- nah. There is a lot of video. Do you have? Did you have the video up? Yeah, I have a few of them up, so I'll I'll post them all for you. Okay. Um. So what I wanted to discuss was the difference between whales decomposing and the difference and humans decomposing because it got me thinking: Why would a whale explode but a person wouldn't? Which is the reason I brought on my super smart sister, who is a doctor, who has dealt with decomposition. Okay. See, now, my layman's term, I would think that eventually a human would explode over time. Like, I mean, I'm assuming that the whale had... I kind of know what the answer is because I already talked about my sister, but... The whale had gases built up from Mm -hmm. from its stomach acid or just through, through decomposition and... And it didn't really explode on its own. I saw the video. The guy kind of was mm-hmm. cutting until he kind of it was like a balloon. Mm-hmm. As soon as he hit that spot, it was all, it, was, it just all kind of splurted out. Uh, I'm assuming it was like the worst horror movie ever. Right. I'm assuming that that would happen to a human as well if he's if the person's bloated enough and you decide to cut into a poke mm-hmm. him with a stick and then boom. I think that maybe the reason why it doesn't happen as frequently in human beings is because. They're usually, if they're found in time, they get mm-hmm. autopsied, so there's no time for the gas to kind of build up inside them. Mm-hmm. Or if it does build up inside them, over time, it finds another way to escape through your body mm-hmm. other than out, because you're not poking. Your, it's going out either through the mouth or the butt or the nose or some orifice. <laughs> butt. Some orifice <laughs> that's already available for a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to snort in our own segment. Awesome. Ed, what do you think? He's like, oh, Jesus. Wait, is, this the, is this the gross part? I'm like, I'll wait for the gross part. Well, the gross, no, the the gross part will be the video. Yes. And I'll post okay, that. Okay, it is okay. thoroughly disgusting. So okay. if, if you get queasy at the sight of blood, don't watch it. Okay. So what do you think, Ed? Yeah, I was going to say, do you actually have a video of this? But Oh, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> now, I'm just kind of stunned at the fact that they're having a conversation about this. Like, just two sisters talking, and they're talking about whales exploding. Oh, yeah. Me, As, we, were on, we were on the phone the other day talking about, you know, every possible outcome between a, a whale exploding and a, and a person exploding. And we're trying to figure out every way that we could make a person explode the way this whale did. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, see, and the one thing I didn't consider was someone poking it, because I guess I didn't consider someone would be stupid enough to try that, but okay. <laughs> Come on, we all seen Stand By Me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, if you see a, a bloated whale 
I, I guess it does take an idiot to take a stick and start poking it. And okay. I'm just that idiot. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, okay, so just a little bit of information. Um, when the whale dies, it's, you know, it obviously begins to decay pretty much immediately. Um, bacteria start growing within the, the, the whale to start breaking it down. The internal organs and all of the food it consumed before dying begin to rot. And as bacteria swoop in to decompose the animal, this is from the I fucking love science article. Um, they generate heat and gases that build tremendous pressure inside of the whale. When biologists cut into the whale to remove or study it, the gas comes exploding out and can bring blood and internal organs with it. There's actually three gases behind the phenomenon, methane, ammonia, and hydrogen sulfide. Mm. The combination smells really, really bad. Methane is a byproduct of digestion. Ammonia is what gives cat urine its distinct pungent odor. And hydrogen sulfide is the gas that smells like rotting egg. So pretty much smells like My a whale-sized, <laughs> whale-sized fart slash cat pee slash egg bomb with blood and Sean's entrails My flying ass. at your face. My ass. Mine is the entrails. <laughs> <laughs> if your entrails come out when you fart, you got bigger problems. And actually, it's like one of those things where it goes... <laughs> And it comes back in. <laughs> oh, you have a retractable butt. Yeah, that's right. It looks like one of those, those little horns that kind of unfold. And come back out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be behind it. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Why do you think I wear jeans all the time? I never wear shorts. <laughs> oh, that was not a fart. <laughs> all right. So. so anyway, so again, when I was reading this, I started thinking, well, why? when a When a person dies... Why do we not have exploding corpses all over the place? Why is it the whale that presents a danger, but not necessarily a dead person? Which is where I called my super smart sister to discuss this. All right. Keep in mind that I am not a vet. Okay, I'm a human doctor. Um, The a lot of it does come down to what you guys were saying before about, um, you know, it's. We have a process for getting bodies out and autopsied before anything happens, and two, it's just not typical. I am smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is, you know, the body does have a lot of natural orifices that release gas. And sometimes, yes, little tears can be made in the skin as a result of that pressure. And those orifices, when they're made, you know, naturally release the rest of the gas. All right. See, so, I was pretty close. Almost damn spot on. We're pretty yeah. close. Uh, we're very pretty close. I am smart. Um, <laughs> so it's like a, like a nick and an air hose in a way, and it's just they're not getting enough pressure through the air hose mm-hmm. because there's a, there's a leak there. Yeah. And the other thing we discussed. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And Lex, the other thing we discussed too was the fact that when we die, blowflies typically will take over and, and, uh, plant their eggs and create maggots and the maggots start feeding mm-hmm. on the the body mm-hmm. which creates more openings for the gases to, ex- mm-hmm. to escape from whereas with the whale you know if it's in water there are scavengers right. that are going to mm-hmm. take care of it you know uh, other mm-hmm. other sea life that will take care of it but if it's sitting on a beach there may not be that blowfly infestation and even if there is they're not going to eat away at the skin fast enough to release all that right, extra because pressure. because the whales have all that layers of blubber yeah. to actually have to get through before it actually can pop that seal. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing that I found out when I was doing research for this, um, as Lex said, for humans, we have... 
protocols in place to, to when somebody dies, assuming that somebody knows they died, died and it's not one of those situations, you know, like the Bates Motel where he sticks his mother up in the, right, you know, or, or somebody who maybe didn't have a whole lot of family. Right. There's they disappear for months on end. Walking or through the streets going, bring out your dad. <laughs> but I'm not dead yet. All right. You will be soon. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, we have protocols in place to get human cadavers out and autopsied and buried, you know, or, or, you know, cremated or sent to the body farm, whatever. But with whales, what I found out is that there are a lot of towns who have had these problems more than once. And because of previous situations with exploding whales, they have, they have adopted protocols to handle those whales. And it's, it typically deals with puncturing the whale and they get, they have a person hired specifically to do this. <laughs> what a crappy job. I, literally. <laughs> what do you um, do for the town? I'm the harpoonist. He could be the town hero, though. This yeah. Is, well, yeah, actually. In one of the, um, one of the situations that sort of um, presented this, you know, that, I'm a that dead people whale have. Um, in Taiwan, a, a whale had beached itself and it, it died and it was exploding or, or not was exploding, but it was, it was expanding. Swelling. So they put it on a flatbed to get it, you know, to, to get rid of it. And they're driving it through traffic and the thing exploded oh! all over the fucking place. There is oh. there is a picture. Oh, it's disgusting. Could you imagine riding your bike just past the town? There's a picture of a Vespa that got hit. Oh, there is a picture of a white car. <laughs> Vespa's a scooter. <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> and then there's a picture of a white car that's just covered in blood. Oof. covered in blood with a big chunk of whale next to it. Ugh, and then nice. there, was a, there was a situation in 1970. Uh, where the heck is it? Um, I'm trying to find. But there was a picture or there was a situation in 19. Here it is. Uh, November 12th, 1970 in Florence, Oregon. Uh, a whale had beached itself and died. And it was, you know, it was ex- expanding. And so the, the way that they decided to, they consulted with the Navy and the way they decided to get rid of this carcass rather than burying it or dragging it back into the ocean, because they figured if they buried it, it would just right. become uncovered again. They decided to blow it up with dynamite. I saw that video. I didn't realize yes. it was that old. Yeah, uh-huh. 1970. And what happened was they figured that the explosion would disintegrate it. No, no. <laughs> oh, it oh. was it was you know that scene in the Simpsons where they blow up the whale and everybody's getting hit with burning blubber. I, I think that's where they it got. It was the bit exactly from. like that. There's a picture of a guy's car who got crushed by flying blubber. Yeah, could you imagine that? Just kind of like you're just carting along. You're you're like a mile away. Yeah, you know, you just mind your own business. You're coming out the shop, and all of a sudden you walk out and you see this. Big slab of blubber on top of your roof, and your car smashed in. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Like a little Fiat, you know? Yeah. Like Fiat, there's just nothing of blubber on top of it. You're like, I was parked there. Holy crap. Was being the operative word in that sentence. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, like, so they have guys who kind of like, the, like mm-hmm. what's your job? Abracadaver. That's my name of my company. Yeah. <laughs> That's my name of my company, Abracadaver. <laughs> Popping whales. Yep. <laughs> I just come by and I just I have a big poking stick and I go, Pugah! 
<laughs> but yeah, you... I mean, they they literally hire a person to come in, and they have this great. Big, it, it looks almost like a sickle, right? And they're they they make these incisions in the whale until it it you know it explodes on the beach. But it's it's almost like a, uh, like a control burner or, or like an implosion of a building where it's controlled. It's not. This kind of, whale just, just, almost the kind of thing I'm thinking like a souffle. You poke at it, no. and, it and if it's not uh, ready yet, it sinks. Hold on, this is where the genius of me comes uh, in. There oh, we go. God. It's like when Han sliced the tauntaun in Empire Strikes Back, where you see the slice <laughs> and the intestines fall out, but they don't explode. No, out. they 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 well, come I out. Mean, I mean, if the person who does it has has to be really careful because it comes out with a lot of force and if they get hit by it you know they could get well, hurt yeah but i mean if it died let's say like someone like it's like tuesday mm-hmm. and you see a beached whale and it mm-hmm. just happens if you call abracadaver mm-hmm. you know and they come in that day and they start poking it's not going to be as big of an oh, explosion yeah, yeah. it, d- like it depends said, like on how much gas is built the, the han tauntaun thing you know well, i thought they smelled bad on the outside right so uh, i, I got to tie the may of fourth thing yeah, yeah. yeah. somehow <laughs> I mean, but can you imagine being the hero of the town? I saved 20 people today from slicing open that well. <laughs> I mean, they, from what I, I was reading, some towns will work to try and drag them back into the ocean and let, let nature, nature take, its, take course. its course. But the problem is, is so there, was one, <laughs> there was one town that had, uh, had done that. And then, you know, as it started decomposing, all the stuff ended up back on the beach. Right. So, you know, just didn't drag it out far enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. so so, you know, they all these things have to be taken into consideration. And from what I'm reading it, it happens enough that you know, there was 1970 uh, well, one, one in 1970. Sorry, I'm sorry, but one of the things you mentioned was bury it. They didn't want to bury it. Imagine burying it and it exploded. Oh, sweet Better Jesus! Yet, imagine burying and not telling anybody. And there was, there was like it's like the bikini beach. The girl's laying on top of it and she's catching her rays, and all of a sudden it explodes and she just shoots Boom. twenty feet up in the air and then lands back in this big pile of just blood and gore. Oh, nice. Ew. That's a vacation to remember. <laughs> yeah. And then spend yeah, the rest of your the one in 1970 though. Yeah, I saw that video of the one nineteen seventy. The like that was assisted. I, I mean, just the idea. Like when I heard, when I saw the story, I'm like, "This is not going to end well." No, because there's no because it's you're shoving dynamite mm-hmm. into something, expecting it to be disintegrated. Yeah, like no, it <laughs> chunks flying miles away. Yeah. Oh. But thankfully, I think they learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lesson you learn once. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once. I'm still picking blubber out of my ear. <laughs> wow. So there you go. So how often does this phenomenon happen? Well, from what and and this this is from Wiki, so it may it's probably not a complete list. It's based on news reports, um, but. It looks like there, from 2010 to 2014, there were three whales that beached themselves. And since the year of 2000, there have been about five that beached and died that needed to be um, taken care of. Uh, a whale carcass adrift in the Icelandic harbor of not even going to try and pronounce it because there's a whole lot of harf-narf going on here. <laughs> was split in two by a controlled uh, explosion on June 5th, 2005. Um, oh, this is the one I was mentioning. The remains were dragged out to sea. However, they soon drifted back and then eventually had to be tied down. Oh, 
So um, September 2nd, 2010, a 31.2-foot humpback whale that was stranded for two weeks near the Western Australia Australian city of Albany was killed by the Department of Environment and Conservation using explosives. Uh, Department had planned to let the whale die of natural causes, but decided to kill the animal with explosives after it repositioned itself on a sandbar. So it it basically beached itself again. Right. Um, And then there was a... Uh, sperm whale in Vio Air Faroe Islands on November 26, 2013. Measures were taken to avoid a larger explosion by perforating the skin. Um, and then actually just this year, April 2014, Trout, Trout River, Newfoundland and Labrador. This is the one, the most recent one that prompted right. this expressed concern that the carcass of a blue whale, which had washed ashore, had expanded to twice its normal size and would explode. All you could do is just cheer it up. It's no longer a blue whale. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> so, I mean, it does. It does happen. Especially in some towns, probably further north, it, it happens enough that they have these protocols in place on how to handle beached whales that end up dying. Okay, so Dr. Fox, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. In your line of business, how many exploded cadavers have you come across? Or any, um, because, you deal mostly, uh, because you deal mostly with the office visit medication, like, I do a lot with the office visit medication, but even so, like, there, it's, think about it this way, okay? There's generally two ways that you can die. You can die naturally or you can die more or less assisted. Um, you know, when you have a family member who dies or you know someone who dies, typically they're buried within the week. And what happens in the meantime? The body's processed, it's clean, you know, the mortuary person gets a hold of it and drains all the blood and everything and creates new orifices. If they're assisted, i.e. they're murdered or whatever, um, you know, chances are the murderer has created a new orifice, and that's just another way <laughs> for the gas to get out. That's a, you know, are you laughing because I said orifice? Or no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because I just have visions like, oh, my... are you watching the video? It's <laughs> watching the video. He, he just, he just he, made I this. Couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't wait because I'm like watching this guy. That cut, was the most the spastic out. movement <laughs> I've ever like, seen. I, I'm like, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And then finally, crash. <laughs> and you just see him jump out of the way. Like, oh, my God. Uh, he does. He, yeah, the guy did run away kind of girly-ish. <laughs> you would, too, if you had ex- fucking I, flying guts coming out of your face. What I was giggling at, because all I had visions of the old cartoons where, like, you know, one of the cartoon characters would shot and you would see the holes, like, when they drink water, how all the water squirts out of their body. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's why I giggled when you said well, they create more holes. I'm like, first thing I thought of was, hey, you missed, glug, 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 and all that water just shooting out from the sides. <laughs> see? <laughs> that, Sean gets yeah, his education no, I mean, from cartoons. I mean, occasionally a, um, a body can explode. No, I don't have the numbers on how often that happens I, or what conditions under which it will. But um, if you ever want more information, a really good, you know, no, it's not necessarily a scientific resource, but there's a book written by Mary Roach called SIF, uh, The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. And she has an entire chapter on uh, dis- uh, decomposition and, you know, what mortuarians do and the entire book is about different things that you can do with your body or have done with your body after death 
So if you ever want more information in a fundraise form, that's a good uh, resource. Stiff. Awesome name of the porn movie coming out the theater to you. <laughs> Mary Roach has a few books out. Like she she has one on the science yeah. of sex called Bunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is on my list to read. <laughs> I I mean, well, I've seen the I've gone to the Mutter Museum mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia. Fascinated with that. But I also I missed that um that Speaking of what to do with bodies when they expire. Oh, uh, I, uh, the Lex, the, Body Worlds. Body Worlds, yeah, yeah. Body Works or whatever. Body Worlds. We, me and Lex went and saw that twice, and that was amazing. I would have loved to see that. My sister and my brother-in-law went to go see it. I passed, not because it was, I was, it was busy or they mm-hmm. just never told me, but that, I was fascinated with that aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't think I could ever volunteer for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, just kind of be like that. Hey, come up and see the chubby guy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually talked to because uh, you know Lex is Lex is because she's a doctor is basically the person who, God forbid, I'm ever incapacitated. She's going to be making all the medical decisions for right. me. So I was talking Excellent. about what. <laughs> what was that? I didn't say that. Sorry, can you say that again? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but she, you know, I was talking with her about what. I could do with my body when I die. And obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm an organ donor, so Pinata. You know, that would be interesting. <laughs> Fill me up with candy and let little kids beat me up. Uh, you know what? If, you, if you're an organ donor, what? they take all take your all organs, the organs just fill me up with candy. And shove it that grandma hard candy, like and a Smarties. lot of a lot of butterscotch, oh. you know, a lot of butterscotch candies. And then but a bunch of little kids whacking away at you. <laughs> blindfold them all and then bring them out and then let yeah. them see what they've been hitting. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, we got to wait till you're in the bloat phase, Eric. In the bloat. Oh, <laughs> there you go. See, yes. I, I was thinking Look, more of gonna stuff her more with catnip and let the cats at her. <laughs> <laughs> Eric had the human scratching post. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what, what I was talking about, you know, with my sister was to, you know, have my, do- uh, either have my organs donated or, donate my body to like a medical school because there is a shortage of cadavers for medical school really? students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you that's, know, that's odd. But I mean, well, I, how I, many people do you know want a new medical students cutting on your dead body and then yeah. talking about you and having their sandwich over your open that's a good abdomen. Point. I mean, I, I mean, no, so that's not, not like that. Table table. Yeah. See, and, and the thing is, I figure I'm going to be dead. What the fuck do I care? That's a good, Good point, but you know, uh, but then I figure, okay, so you know these these are sort of my choices: either go the organ donation route, which you know there's a shortage of organ donors, so mm-hmm. you know, and I have a, a rare blood type, so you know my What's your blood type a negative. It's not the rarest, but it's one of the more rare blood gotcha. types. So you know, if if I can help anybody out, that'd be great. But the problem is, you can't do both. You can't do organ donation and. Um, and body donation. So I have to sort of pick uh, one or the other. And then I figure once once everybody's done picking me apart and doing whatever they end up doing with me, there's actually a company that sells compostable urns. And what they are is you put the, the ashes in the middle and then surrounding it is um, seeds to grow a tree. So you bury it in the earth and it grows a tree. And I figure that you know it would be a great way to sort of give back to the earth it's the hippie in me I, yeah i'm gonna say like oh get cream you know get cream in <laughs> I, I and here's the thing i don't want to be buried like, this 
tree is living off the dead ashes of my friend Erica. <laughs> it's a flesh-eating tree. And honestly, I don't give a shit if I have a tombstone or not. Like, I, I really don't. I'm fine with just being a memory on Facebook or something. If that. Because right. I, fi- I figure it's kind of the way it's going, you know. Probably, well, probably the way it'll be in the future is people will be remembered by their, their online presence if they have one. By their um, digital footprint? Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I don't know. I mean, take a part of me and shoot me out into space. You know, like, cremate me, yeah. take some ashes, mm-hmm. giant slingshot, up into the stratosphere. Or maybe when they they work on building that elevator to space. They They're never building an elevator to space. Take it up. <laughs> Put it uh, through. Just, just hang me out so I can, I can you know, circle the world. Just and just, then eventually come crashing down and hit somebody in the head? Yeah, maybe we can take somebody out with me. <laughs> <laughs> like a hundred years from now, man murdered by hit with urn. <laughs> Freak accident. Dead man was killed by a dead man. Yep. <laughs> I'd be like the falling dead. <laughs> oh, um, okay, very, very nice intro to life, the universe, and everything Thank with Erica. Thank you. Thank you. Any, any, Tried to make it as disgusting as possible for you guys. Any tease for next week? or Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. All right. Do you have an idea what, what you're going to do for next week or just nope. not a clue? <laughs> not right, a clue. Okay. All, All right, right, cool. Well, you got a week, so that's, yes. that's good. You got plenty of time to yeah. figure this out. So I spent so much time working on this one and talking with my sister and figuring out what. how would we make a human body pop? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you could. I mean, if it was hypothetically, let's say you stumble across a body. Yeah. And it's not bloated. Yeah. Air pump. Shove it down the throat. <laughs> and one of those little tire pumps. Shove a cork up the ass. You know, get one of those well, they, air compressors. Like, well, it's saying in Japan, that was like the, the craze in the 90s, I think it was, where they would shove an air hose up their ass because they liked the sensation, but they would explode because of all the air that would Ew. go in and basically nope. shoot your guts where out. Where the hell did you read that one? The internet. <laughs> Where I, else? <laughs> I, I, Where else am I going to get my foreign news? I, 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 and I, was like, because I did it. I mean, because you went to one of those air hose I mean, Well, I actually started because I worked in a gas station and, you know, we had, we had tried air hose. <laughs> I shoved and, an air hose on my ass. And, uh, and put 25 cents in, see how much I can get for 25 free. cents. <laughs> it cost a thing. Ding. Well, we used to do a lot of stupid things. We never done that, but because we used to ride because it was a car wash. We used to ride on top of the cars. As they would go through the car wash. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> God. <laughs> Explains so much, doesn't I, I, it? <laughs> wow. Yeah. He'd get, mean, to, he'd get to the end, clamp his nose down, blow. He gets bubbles coming out of his ears. Got Watch hot, this go. The hot wax hurt. I was going to say, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going for the Brazilian. Turn on the hot wax. <laughs> <laughs> Just cover the twig and berries. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Oh, it feels so good. Feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> Man died today going to a car. Well, the thing that we found out the chemicals were like cancerous. Were like, <laughs> and at that point, you were hoping you'd become an X-Man. <laughs> like, oh my God, a chemical spill on my body. Maybe I'll become like Matt Murdock and be Daredevil. <laughs> like last night. Maybe was, go flying, probably. Well, last night I was at game night and there was a big spider on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And Mark is like, oh, it's heading for you. I'm heading for you. And all I kept going was, please be radioactive. Please be radioactive. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, well, thanks, Doc. Doctor Fox. Yeah, no problem. 
Yeah, thanks for joining us. I'm sure we'll hear from you again at some point. Oh, hell yeah. All right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, sure Lex. Have a nice night. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Bye. 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 So there you go, folks. You Exploding go. whales. Dr. Fox. <laughs> Ed's Ed still moved by the whole video. <laughs> I was actually, I started going through video after you video. You fell into a rabbit hole yeah. of exploding whales? I kept watching it. I'm like, wow, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, the, the 1971, I was not impressed. The 1971. Like, yeah. Well, to me, that's just stupid. Because they were at a safe distance. I was like, ah. Except that one car that got crushed. That was great. I mean, they only show pictures of that one. I don't know if they have a, like, a live video of that, but it was great because they see the, they see the picture of them lifting this whale out of the off, off the dock and onto the flatbed and then you see it through town you see all the cars and then you see the Vespa <laughs> and, and, and that white car and it was all bloody we're like nice <laughs> yeah ew <laughs> alright so uh, let's get a little nerd news in let's get a little nerd news in let's get a little Star Wars nerd news okay nerd news I guess we'll have to start with the uh, the First news article of the day is Star Wars episode cast has been announced. Dum dum dum! Yay! And in the cast will be John Boygata, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Isaac, uh, excuse me, Isaac Isaac, Andy Sudeikis, Dumal Gleason. Andy Sudeikis? You mean Andy Circus? No, Sudeikis. Is that Sudeikis? The guy who did the... It's, uh, it's Andy Circus. Circus? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Degas. No. <laughs> That's all I remember hearing somebody else say it. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, Olivia Wilde is married to a Sudeikis. That's why that... that, that ah. Yeah, the guy... Uh, so apparently you're not going to see him. You'll just see his body. <laughs> <laughs> Gollum makes an appearance in Star Wars episode, <laughs> episode 7. Oh, my precious! <laughs> <laughs> Looking for his lightsaber. <laughs> Well, uh, Dumal Gleason and Max Von Shadow will be joining the original cast. Max Von Shadow. I did it again, didn't I? That's right. He was the, he was in uh, Dread, Judge Dread. Yes, well, he's in a lot of. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, because he was uh, he was also uh, Ming the Merciless in the nineteen eighty. Yes. yes. Flash Gordon. Yeah. Nice. Who else is in the uh, cast? Of the original cast of Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill. Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, and Kenny Baker will also be joining the cast. No Billy D? No Billy D is on the list. Racists! <laughs> Got the coolest man in the galaxy popping up some Coke 45. He's too busy dancing with the stars. He got booted off the first week. Well, yeah, I know. So he's free to roam the galaxy. He's probably still <laughs> sitting in the audience. Cool. He's, he's, he's uh, in Disney now, actually. He's in Disney? Yes, he's in Disney World in Florida doing Star Wars Weekend. Oh, okay. All right. So, well, uh, I don't know if it's this weekend, but he's one of the weekends he's going to be doing it. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, any thoughts on the cast? It's to me all wait and see because I mean I have no idea what the script is about, what the story is going to be about. Um, I don't have the article here with me, or actually I do, but I don't. I can't post it on our Facebook page. But apparently, the uh, universe is going to go from basically past episode six. So all this stuff, like the the past canon stuff that's been out... The stuff in books. ...does not exist. Yeah, and that's what I heard. I mean, a lot of people... I mean, I'd be kind of irritated by that, too. Because it's like some of those books are really, really good, and they make yeah. really good movies, especially the uh, Thrawn trilogy, the trilogy that takes place right after Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Re- Return of the Jedi. 
where it introduces other characters and, you know, it's just a shame that they're not going to, you know, venture down that path. Right. I mean, well, okay, granted, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to have young Han Solo, young Princess Light. You're not going to have those original actors, but you can recast them for a younger, like, my Han Solo might not necessarily have to be, I mean, they do it with James Bond movies. Yeah. You know, new James Bond, just introduce a new Han Solo. Right. You know, and then make him like the younger, you know, so, and they get a younger Princess Leia. Now, the article, I don't know if you even had that, if you even have the article about that, about this, is that people were bitching about the cast because there's not enough female roles. Yeah, and I, those, that's the article that, I mean, because I, I read to see who was getting cast, um, but the biggest critique that I, or in criticism really, was that there's really only, I think it's one female character. And in the books, from from what I was reading, is in the books, the universe is much more well-rounded in terms of having strong female um, characters. And this seems to be a little lacking. Well, well, okay, first, let's let's look at this in a, like, a rational argument. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's episode seven, yeah. doing three. You, this is the principal cast. Right. They're the ones that are, and there's still apparently one female lead role that they haven't announced yet. They're right. still looking for. Yes. So according to the picture that I saw, there's three female leads. There's Princess Leia, the girl sitting next to her mm-hmm. that they were talking, and then there's that third and final one that they haven't announced mm-hmm. yet. Okay. Now, out of those three girls, then you have the guys. You have Han and Luke, which obviously would be in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other guy that's in that big picture is Anthony Daniels. He's in a suit. I don't count him as a sex. Right. Kenny Baker, I don't count because he's stuck in our unit. Right. Paul May, Paul May, Peter Mayhew, I won't count because he's chewy. Right. So there, there is three more guys that you don't have to count towards. Right. So right now you only got the you got the three guys, the three girls, and then the new the new like the newer guys, and there's maybe like, right. like four of them. Yeah. So I mean, with the with the exception of those four new guys, it's kind of even. Like, mm-hmm. I, you don't know who they're going to introduce in this movie. Right. Like, if you're going to want to, like, do a trilogy, I don't know if Han, Luke, and Leia are going to be in part eight or part nine. You know what I, I mean? I don't think so. I mean... <clears throat> I don't think so either, because... Only because of their age, and it's just like, I think they're just the... the they're the, the old... drop-off. They're like, the old guard. From the last, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm sure there's going to be, like, if... If they're not going by ways of books, I'm going to be kind of annoyed because Han and Leia had three kids, two boys and a girl. All right. Okay. So now you're telling me because, you know, it's if they do decide to add that, somebody's going to be pissed off because it wasn't two girls and a boy? Like, I understand the connection. Like, everyone's going, oh, well, like, I know because you're a woman, I, maybe because I'm ignorant because I'm a male. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's in the cast as long as the story is good. If it's an all guy cast, all right, that's the choice the writer made for whatever the storyline poses. I don't think a person has to, a writer, or, like, people were pointing at J.J. Abrams for being at fault here. Like, what are you going to do? Reevaluate a storyline and a plot line because it's a boy instead of a girl? Well, you don't even necessarily have to do that. All you have to do is change a character from a boy to a girl. Right, but, it's, but it's really as simple as that. And speaking as a female, you know, growing up, as a sci-fi fan, it Star Trek, Star Trek was fairly easy because they they had yeah. a fair number, you know. So that that can be a little bit of yeah. An but out of the main cast, the only one you had was a horror. 
In the original. In the original. But I grew up watching TNG. That you know they had Gates McFadden, they had Marina Sirtis. You know they later on they brought in um, Miles O'Brien's wife. I mean, even right. though she was a little bit more of a secondary character, they had Tasha Yar yeah. as the original security officer. So for me, being able to see strong female characters in leading roles was always important for me because it you know there's this whole mentality of you know girls can do anything that boys can do well fucking show us doing it you know give us something to aspire to other than the sidekick or the secretary or you know give give us some, like perfect example is um lara croft strong right. female lead easily very easily could have been portrayed as a male but wasn't right so, and uh what was the other game the that everybody was playing you know and then they at the end they realized it was a girl um, um uh, metro metroid? metroid metroid yeah same kind of thing like you know everybody's freaking out oh my god it's a girl yeah so fucking what you know well, a, a, okay, a girl can but... do almost you know not almost a girl can do anything a guy can do but... and having those roles in fiction regardless of whether it's a video game or a movie or a book or whatever it it shows that we can do anything. And I, I agree. I do. But to change a... Like, I'm a writer. I'm mm-hmm. a male. I, any character that I write is going to be probably lean more towards a male character. Why? Because I'm a guy. You write with what you know. Like, people are always talking about how Joss Whedon's so great at writing female characters. Mm-hmm. He is because he grew up with a bunch of sisters. He just, he's mm-hmm. just in tune to that. But as a guy, if I was writing a story, the majority of my cast is going to be dudes because I'm a dude. Well, let me ask this. Why couldn't you then go out and say, hey, I want to add more female characters. Like, I consciously want to make an effort to incorporate more female characters into my books. Go out and work with other women. You know, if you don't feel comfortable writing be- female parts... Get input from people. Because it's my vision, not yours. I mean, I'm the writer. It's my world I'm creating. You know, and I'm, I don't mean that to be ignorant or rude. It's my world. And I'm just, it's, you write with, you know. If, I mean, yeah, I mean, if I was writing a story, I would have female characters because I know females. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the, you know, the person who wrote episode seven doesn't know any girls, but he's trying to, you know, that could be the storyline of the game. We don't know what the storyline is. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with making a change to a character just for sake of change. But what I'm, my point is, okay, so in the, and this is, this is based on what I've read online from, right. from people critiquing this. In the book universe of Star Wars, right. it is much more well-rounded than the way it's been portrayed in the movies. So then, so my question is, why can't you, you know, we do it with, you know, Marvel and everything. Why can't you pull more from that book universe be, and start incorporating them because in? Because maybe where they want to go with the movie lines does not correlate with what they want to do in the books. Because in the books, there's no more empire. It's now the rebellion. Mm-hmm. There's another outside, another outside force trying to come in to control it. You're going to have, you're going to, you have... The major character is Luke Skywalker's married to Mara mm-hmm. Jade, who's also a Jedi, but she used to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. There's Jason, Gianna, This is and in Andrew. the book. It's in the books. Okay. The books has a lot more lush characters because you can build, like, my only real argument is if you're going, if someone's going to complain about, like, they don't want to touch those books. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what? That's their decision. Mm-hmm. If you want more female representation in a science fiction arena mm-hmm. pick up a book 
Like, and then, you know, like, there are outlets. Like, don't be dumbed down by the media. Like, just mm-hmm. because, like, they're writing a story with guys in it, you know. And again, it's like, does it suck? I don't know. Like, it could be a horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we saw Amazing Spider-Man 2. And other than Gwen, there was no other chicks in it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it did it suffer for it? No. It didn't make it any better? Hell no. So, I mean, I think it really depends on the actual storyline. I mean, look at, like, look at movies. Like, the problem is, is that there aren't really, in my opinion, when it comes to writing female characters, it's tough because females do tend to fall along the line of sidekick or damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And that's, be- and it's a weak writing plot. You know, I don't, but again, we're looking at one movie with one cast. You don't know where, like, even if you look at the relaunching of the Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. other than Ahura, you didn't have many other female, you know, follow-ups. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you had um, the blonde in the second movie. Which J.J. Abrams got nailed to the cross for the <clears throat> fact that they had didn't, that. Uh, what do you call it? Damon did. The guy who wrote the scene. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, yeah, they got slammed because there was no need for a girl to strip down. It, it was gratuitous. Yeah. I didn't find it gratuitous at all. It was when you're in a military situation, mm-hmm. and they are, for lack of a better term, a military organization, even though they're on a world peace mission. Mm-hmm. If she's changing from one outfit to another, there isn't that, you know, she told him to turn around. He picked. Well, that's Kirk. That's his character. Yeah. That's his nature. But it's not, it wouldn't be surprising to see someone in a military uniform mm-hmm. to change in front of another person in a military uniform. Like, to me, was it gratuitous? Not really. I didn't find it because, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. because I'm a dude. Whether that scene was in it or not, I could care less. It did kind of, though, for people, I guess I kind of look at it as it's a nice little Easter egg because that's the woman that Kirk is eventually going to marry and have a mm-hmm. kid with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, all right, there she is. You know, yeah. it's a cute though. She could have been another dude mm-hmm. and people probably would have complained. Yeah. You know, it just seems to be like it. Like, I didn't find that scene particularly like to me, it was a non scene, but it seems to be like a lot of people seem to want to bitch and complain about sex, gender, race. And I'm just like, look at the writer who's writing it. If it's a white guy, he's probably most of his people in his head in his lifetime the people that he's met because might be around the same race and the same gender mm-hmm. because you write what you know. If I were to write a story, I would have a character like Ed. I would have a character like you. I would have a character like my sister. I do have a nice split of mm-hmm. female and male friends, mm-hmm. but there are people out there who tend to, like, like as a girl, how many girl friends did you have? Growing up? Yeah. None. Okay. so if you- I had zero friends, period. Okay, so. but if you hung out, because I know there's a bunch of girls saying, oh, I didn't have any girlfriends mm-hmm. because they were all catty, so I hung out with the guys. If that writer was supposed to write a character, mm-hmm. chances are her book would be considered more male-oriented mm-hmm. because of her upbringing. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, it seems like I don't, I kind of feel like <sighs> people bitching about a casting decision is kind of like, look, then write one. Like, Well, the the thing is, is that like we don't really because since we don't know anything about the storyline and whose hand is in really because mm-hmm. Lucas is somewhat like even though he sold the company to Disney 
and and basically kind of like retiring almost in a way. Right. He still has creative mm-hmm. decisions on this, so he kind of right. gets a say in what's going on. So mm-hmm. you don't know how much of his influence is in the writing because he did do an outline for nine mm-hmm. F- nine movies. Right. Technically, I mean, basically, and they. He didn't know where to start. He started with number four because he thought it was the best. And know. it was based upon all those old serials where mm-hmm. it was damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's like, sure, if they, can, if they have a, a strong lead guy, and it doesn't matter if it's a guy and a girl, you know, there's usually a description of when you write a script, you kind of get an idea of, like, like Stephen King does it in his novels. Mm-hmm. He gives it a description of what that person looks like. Mm-hmm. So if a person says, I'm writing, a, it's, he's a guy, he's got short black hair, short black hair mm-hmm. he's kind of thin, you know, he's got a tattoo on his left shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, you get an idea. So as a casting agent, I'm not going to cast a girl in that role because it, I want to be true to the source material. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that to me is like, if you do go outside that, then you're kind of using your own creative license to damage the creative process of the person who wrote the the script. Which, that happens all the time in in Hollywood. I mean, scripts are very rarely shot as the original, you know, whatever the original Unless you're the writer and director. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean... I I mean, unless you're you're Quentin Tarantino, which, honestly, I feel like Tarantino is a great example for, you know, getting those strong female characters. Now, granted, he has a borderline weird foot fetish but you know yeah, that, he that, does that bothers me now i, I never noticed I, that yeah, until i told you about <laughs> it and he told me about it because we were watching what forgot movies is it uh, Django and jane you said it yeah and i'm like after since then i saw yeah. kill bill and all, i'm like so bitch I'm yeah like, kill bill pulp fiction uh, from yeah. dust till dawn yeah but he, yeah but if you take a look at like okay quentin tarantino mm-hmm. yeah he writes strong women mm-hmm. but it's usually one maybe two strong women it's not like like if you look at Inglorious Bastards, predominantly male cast, one strong female cast, and she's a kick-ass character, mm-hmm. but still one girl in a in a clubhouse full of boys. But you know, and in that case, I look at the time frame. The reality is, in 1940, you know, Nazi Germany with Americans going in, chances are very unlikely they're going to have a female. Right. So that's the other thing I also take into account is what is the historical context about you know whether or not I get pissed off. For for Inglorious Bastards, I didn't really think about it because at right. the time they were sending the boys over and the women were right. staying home to to take on their jobs. So it would be very historically inaccurate for them to you know turn around and and you know say make the bear Jew a you know right. a, a, a woman. Right. I mean that would be insane. It's my my bubby. Hey. <laughs> my bubby was the bear it's Jew. The overbearing Jew is what she is. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like in Death Proof. You know, he had he had those sort of damsels in distress, you know, but then he also had, you know, Kurt Russell getting his comeuppance at the end yeah, because but, he was such a misogynistic bastard. But that is an homage to the 70 Grindhouse 50, mm-hmm. the sexploitation movies mm-hmm. where the women were used as ass kickers, but also very hot. Yeah. So in a way, it's kind of that's a couple double edged sword. Yeah, there are strong women, but they're also extremely sexy. And that's what they were mm-hmm. used for. Not for mm-hmm. their strength and character. Yeah. Because there's still women thrown in a position of, of horror. But see, for me, this is the flip side. As a feminist, but also as somebody who loves fashion, for me, I don't have a problem with that. The reason being, I don't feel that they're, that being, you know, dressing up, putting on makeup, putting on, on jewelry, that whole nine, is mutually exclusive from being a strong woman or, and or, being a feminist. 
Like those things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, you could you could be the quote unquote stereotypical feminist and you know wear flannel and not shave and blah blah right. blah. But I feel that you can just as easily do it, you know, and and kick ass and wearing heels. Fucking Shira from the eighties cartoon. I mean, she kicked ass in high heels, right? High heels and a short skirt, you know. Well, Wonder Woman did it too in the seventies. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's not necessarily it's not what they wear; it's what they do. The I, actions always speak louder than the words. Okay. Right, which it. goes to, well, again, which goes back to, though, you're looking at a cast of characters. You don't know, okay, obviously Princess Leia is mm-hmm. going to be in it. Yeah. She is still a princess. If yeah. not, she's probably well, not even a princess at this point because her planet's blown up. Mm-hmm. But she, in the books, is now the head of the Republic, mm-hmm. you know, for at least for a little while. Mm-hmm. Again, if they're going to take all the canon out of the books, they can go anywhere they want to go. Mm-hmm. It bothers me because not... I don't look... See, the thing is, I don't look at roles as male-oriented, female-oriented. They're, to me, they're just the character. They're the mm-hmm. character that the writer has written into. If it's a female character, okay, great. I'll read a female character. If it's a dude character, I'll read a dude character. To me, it... I don't... It To me, it just seems to be like... When you stand up to shout something like that, mm-hmm. it just makes me kind of like... I feel like it kind of hurts the... It, it like hurts the movement a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's like, well, look at them. Yeah. But you know what? You're looking at that, that one issue. Mm-hmm. What about over here? Like there are other cases where there are strong female leads mm-hmm. in movies. Why do you want to go after star Wars? Because it doesn't suit your needs. I mean, mm-hmm. or like, you don't know what that story is going to be for all, you know, those guys could last half the movie and the chicks, the last ones left over. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, it's like before you kind of. Plus, the thing I don't, I don't think the whole cast is announced. Just I think this is going to be like I, the, the main <clears throat> like focus cast. Like everybody's going to be. Yeah, you I know, think it's like they're going to be high profile. People are going to be <clears throat> asking questions about them, like why they're in the movies. Like, There's always going to be surprise people that you're going to be like shocked that we're in the movie. Like to me, like when we saw the Wolverine, the one thing that we were both surprised about is the the uh, uh, I can't think of the actress's name who played. Jean Grey was in the movie. Oh, you know, right. Doing, uh, Frankie Jensen, is it? Frankie Jensen, yes. yeah. So, like, when she was in the movie, it was like, wow, it's a big surprise. I had no clue. Like, there was no, to me, and I had stories I read that mm-hmm. had any idea that there was going to be in there. So, like, you don't know, like, what surprises mm-hmm. are going to be coming up in this movie. There might be more female league roles. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, You're I, I think everybody wants to take this picture. Mm. And judge this picture. If you, I posted. Yeah, on, yeah, I've seen it. And I, you know, I have the breakdown of who's sitting where in that room. Mm-hmm. I think everybody wants to look at this picture and go, "There's not enough female characters." But okay, you know, what? I count it. There's 15 people in that in that seating. Mm-hmm. All right, you take away J.J. Abrams, Brian Burke, Kathleen Kennedy. Okay, there's three. So that that brings it down to 12. 12. Out of those 12, there's one, two. Three guys who probably aren't going to be human. Right. Okay, so that brings it down to nine. Mm -hmm. Out of that nine, you have one, two, one, two. Actually, one's a screenwriter. So subtract another one. So now you're down to eight Eight. people. Right. Mm -hmm. So out of those eight people, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven people. Uh Out of those seven people... There's two girls. So that's five guys, two girls in retrospect. Technically, if you want to get rid of Harrison Ford and, you know, the, the three remaining people, 
that leaves it down to one, two, three new guys and one new girl. Yeah. Those are pretty good fucking odds. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? Now they're going to have to change your directors to make it nice and even? Like, oh, well, it's got to be two boys and two girls now. Like, maybe not. Maybe out of those three guys, one's the primo bad guy. Mm -hmm. So it's two good guys and one good girl. Like, when you look at that picture blatantly, you go, oh, I only see three girls out of a room full of guys. But when you break it down to who's who, then it starts becoming a little bit more quit your bitching because you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know, like, and they said that they still have to do one more female. So out of the new cast, three new guys, two new girls. Where's the no strong But what female? are their roles? You this don't. Is, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. But see, ha- having, listen, having these sort of traditional, you know, women's, women's roles, the sidekick, the damsel in distress, like, what we need is strong females. We need the Lara Crofts. We need the, you know, the, the, the ass-kicking women in Death Proof. Like, we need those roles. Right. So that Period. Who, who are you to judge what a female, strong female role is going to be from a pitcher? That's my point. They're not giving you the script saying, here's the script. Mm-hmm. Do you see a strong female role? Because there's still one predominantly female role that's supposed to be listed. What they're saying is traditionally... And this is this is what I've gotten. Traditionally, Star Wars has been lacking in strong female roles. So you're you're outside yeah. of like Princess Leia. Yeah. So you're well, cutting well, well, your well, nose well, despite your face wait, wait, because wait, wait, you wait, don't wait. know. No wait, one. Wait, 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 wait. You got it. You also got to think. You're talking 1977 when the first movie came out. Okay, so it was a mostly male chauvinistic world at that point. So that's you know you got. But that's and, that's and, 40 and, years ago. And right, based, we've learned stuff since then. But also based on okay. the old serials that Lucas grew up in, where it was the damsel in distress. Right. You have to look at the history of like again writing what you know. He wrote it from a kid's perspective. But then see, I I still see Princess Leia as a strong female lead in the whole movie because but that's one. she start she's like. Uh, heading up the rebellion to uh, to stop but the this, empire, but, but that's the issue. But there's only you have one. The next three but there's only two other guys. Like that's what I'm saying is is that you have everyone say well there was only one female lead character that was a strong female role. You're right. After that, there's Luke and Han. Everybody else is secondary. Darth Vader is the big bad guy. He doesn't have to have a sidekick, or he doesn't have to be female. So why not take any of those, you know, and and now I know this is 40 years after the fact, it's, you know, but I'm saying take what we've learned, mo- you know, moving forward. So take some of those secondary characters, just make them women then. At least get but, some females in there. But you don't know if that's the case or not, because a lot of people are making that assumption from a picture where they they look and they go, okay, a bunch of guys... Therefore, it's going to be a, like, it seems to be like everyone wants to make a stink. That's the problem. I feel like majority of a lot of the complaints are is that you see an image, you want to make an, a judgment based solely on what you see and not on the merits of what is about to come. I, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, from a female feminist grew up in a mostly male dominated, <coughs> you know, genre. Right. You have to make that stink just to make sure that people are hearing you and to to make sure that at some point, you know, we basically we have to fight that fight and say, so are you actually paying attention to your female audience or are you forgetting us again? But uh, but as as a person of the and I'm not even looking at it from a male perspective, I'm looking at it going, you're talking about one movie. How many other movies are coming out this year? Like. 
Did anybody complain about Captain America when it was just Black Widow? No. There, she, was the only, she was the only female in a predominantly male movie. No one bitched about it. Why? You know, as a feminist, why aren't you pissed about that? I don't have an answer for that. You know, uh, Avengers, again, Black Widow, Maria Hill, predominantly male characters. Like, that's what I'm saying. It seems to be like, like, there's other things that you can look at. Or look at, um, there is a predominantly female movie that comes, like, every once in a while. Okay, look, unfortunately, the feminist view is given to the, the other woman movie, where it's the predominant roles are three females and they're slamming a dude because he's a lying, cheaty scam, scumbag. There's no positive female role model there other than it being a comedy. Bridesmaids, all chicks. Everyone touted and said they're great, but there wasn't a male member going, how come there was no more males? Because it was a movie based upon Bridesmaids. I mean, yeah, I get the concept, but it just seems to be like, I, I understand the argument, but I think that what hurts the movement is the art, where the finger is being pointed. Like, it's a big deal that Star Wars is being brought back. It's No one ever thought it was ever was going to happen. I was hoping it was never going to happen. Right, but now it is, and now it's going to be under... It's going to be under a microscope. I mean, people are already making jokes about oh, are all lightsabers going to have lens flares on it now because of Abrams. Yeah. You know, so now it's like nitpicking here and there and there and it's like are like what are the what are the goals of the feminist movement you want strong female it's again from my always perspective is that you want to be be able to play and work in a male be equal to how a male is perceived i guess okay again from that picture you don't know i mean you have carrie fisher who is the epitome of strong female lead. Yeah, she was a, a princess, and yeah, she might have been the damsel in distress, but she was the first one when they rescued her to blow the hole into the the, the chute that was going to land him into the trash compactor. Into the into the chute, flyboy. She was bossing these two guys around. So, to me, it's like, she's still there. She represents that. She Even in 1977, she was considered a strong female role. But now all of a sudden, it seems people kind of want to forget that and go, well, she's just another girl in the movie. And it's from Disney, who has predominantly weighed their entire existence on placating to the little princess and girls. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, they do kind of like, they're strong, independent women, but it seems to be like they can't do anything without the prince. They need to be rescued by the prince. For, except for a few. It's like, it just seems to be like I don't know. It's hard to determine. Like when you, when people go, well, this is wrong. Because we need more of this. Well, like look what you've been being. Like how come no one's trying to change what you're being fed? Like if you well, like, like you could do like a She-Hulk movie or Spider. Which I would love Spider Woman movie. Sure. You know, uh, 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 you could have. Uh, uh, I can't think of any DC ones, but uh, well, DC does very few female. I mean, you could do a Batgirl, you know, yeah. you do Power Girl, you could do Huntress, but there, Huntress is represented in the Arrow. I mean, at least the Arrow, TV show Arrow has got Black Canary, Arrow. He has more female supportive heroes than he does males. Yeah, you don't watch Arrow, do you? No, I've been See, meaning to go back and start watching it, but right. I, I haven't had time. To. So there's that again. It's that it's that lack of information where you go there's no strong females yeah there's a tv show that has predominantly 
of strong females, with the exception of Arrow. Felicity, his sidekick, is kind of like the oracle of the show. She's smart. She's sassy. She's been a hero a couple times. So I think, like, like it really depends on the media that you're looking at. It's, like, if it's not a big budget, like, like Orange is the New Black apparently is a huge show. Yeah, even President, President Obama is making comments, great comments about it, you know. I don't really care. If you don't like President Obama, then you're not going to like the show because he well, puts it you're, out. You're talking the, the it doesn't matter whether uh, you like him or hate him, but he's right. He's yeah, he's but, the number one guy in the world, kind of in a way. And yeah, in know? America, he's saying I like that show. Yeah, you know, and that's a predominantly female role. I mean, that's like, and I hear it's a great show. I mean, I don't have. I think it's a Netflix show. Netflix, yeah, yeah. I don't have Netflix, but if it comes out on DVD, I might buy it because I hear such good things about it. Newsroom. I've been talking about that. You know, I start watching that, and I the whole majority of the season is, you know, I'm watching the second season on demand. Olivia Munn, our girl Olivia Munn, is a fucking ass kicker on that show. Hmm. She's she plays the economist, but she's smart. She's got some of the best lines. She and she comes off as a really strong female. Like one when she she went toe to toe with Sam Watterson in a scene, hmm. and I'm like, that's Olivia Munn going like screaming at him and and I'm buying it. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap. That and like I love her character. Hmm. You know, and I just like I like I just think like when you look at certain things, it's like, well, you don't have that. Well, okay, you know what? You don't. Can it be better? Yeah, it can. I agree. But in the meantime, why don't you look over there? Because there's a whole show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, strong female lead. You Xena know, Warrior Princess. Xena Warrior Princess. And those shows, granted, have kind of faded away, but look at Scandal. Lead female character. Um, un- that Unforgettable. Lead female character. Um, Blacklist. The fe- you know, besides him, lead female character. You know, there's a lot... Bones. Bones. Yeah, a, she's a strong female character. Very, yeah. you know, she pretty much is the show. I mean, yeah. I mean, and it's based on a real woman. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, there are shows, I guess, that are out there if you look for them. I mean, granted, maybe you shouldn't have to look for them. But if they're big enough stink, I, I mean, and by stink, I mean, like, if people are talking so much about it. You know, like, I would never think about watching The Orange is the New Black, but I heard so many good things about it. And Laura Prepon's in it. Mm. You know, I'm yeah. like, all right, I might do a check it out. Plus, it's also got, you know, that transgender guy in it. He, oh, he's wow. a star, and, and they keep giving him rave reviews, mm-hmm. which you know goes back to the whole Dallas Buyers kind yeah. of thing. But I mean, to me, it's out there. I, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I'm like, I'm hoping that, like, what? I'm kind of hoping that they don't purposely change a male role into a female role and have it inadvertently hurt the storyline. That's what I'm, I'm always afraid of. That when people, I don't out, understand how it could hurt, but yeah. You know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm resting my case at this point. All right. All right. What other cards you got? Oh, I thought we just ended right there. Yeah, let's give us one more winner. I'm sure there's going to be a funny one in there. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. You know what? I do have a funny one that I think we can end this show on. No, no, i got to find it real quick. <laughs> there's going to be a Doctor Who porn parody. Why wow. am I not? I'm actually surprised there's not one yet. That's what I heard, too. A lot of people are going, oh, I guess Doctor Who's mainstream now. <laughs> <laughs> Only took you 50 years. Imagine that. So they're going to have, it's going to be 
basically the lookalike of David Ten. So anybody who's oh, David which is Tennant, probably the most popular doctor. doctor right, he's the most popular he's one. He's the dreamy one. And he's Karen dreamy. Gillian, of course, the most probably most popular. Uh, really, companion? Yes. Wow, they're throwing Amy Pond in with the tenth Doctor. Yeah, I would have thought they would have gone with Billy Piper. Yeah, the hot blonde. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like she did that show. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, I wonder what that's about. Uh, so, what's the name of the? Is it going to be like Doctor Who, Triple, Triple X, Doctor Who, porn parody? It the, that, uh, I'm trying to read it real quick, find, trying to find No, no title. No title yet. Just, no. hey, guess what? Oh, no, it's called Doctor Whore. Doctor Whore? Yeah. See, now. I'm, I was, I'm gonna say please don't let it be the first female doctor that's just gonna suck <laughs> there's your strong female lead right there I'm traveling not around the not quite what we were looking for but okay yeah, no it's not what I'm, I mean <laughs> gotta take what you can get <laughs> yeah I'm not that desperate not that desperate okay if we're going to go down that way, it better be a really fucking good porn. But no <laughs> wow, it's Doctor Who. Imagine the TARDIS. <laughs> if the TARDIS is a rocking, don't come and knock it. That I, sonic screwdriver is going to get a lot of use. Yeah, really. Do you think he'll be like try like if it's a hit? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a vibrator. Yeah, <laughs> With like this extending vibrator. <laughs> 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 I, I yeah yay Doctor Who's made the mainstream because it's in porn yeah I mean I guess that's the way you can kind of tell the popularity of a show if it's in the Simpsons or it's in porn yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait I thought um hold on I think the Doctor was in yeah uh, I was gonna Simpsons. say <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a Doctor Who Simpsons episode yeah uh, David Tennant or Matt, Matt Smith um look at Oh, Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Ooh. Ooh. Here we go. Um, so, where is it? Um, bu- 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 okay, so in Treehouse of Horror 10, <coughs> comic book guy, a.k.a. the Collector, had the Doctor concealed in uh, plastic right. along with many other geek show characters. He introduces the Doctor as Doctor Who, which is actually the name of the series, not the name of the character, to Bart Simpson, a.k.a. Stretch Dude, and Lisa Simpson, a.k.a. Clobber Girl. In the Such episode, and Clobber Girl. <laughs> well, didn't they also have all the doctors in a Futurama episode as their heads? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was like one of their last. Uh... So yeah. Okay. So all right. Doctor Who porn coming to a theater near. It's coming to a computer desktop near you. Coming to a theater on Market Street. <laughs> coming in tissues worldwide <laughs> in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Whore. God, it's not even a good name. No, like, uh... it's not. It's not. I mean, some of them, some of the porn names I've heard, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, are really clever and really funny. Pope Friction. Yeah. Forest Hump. Saving Saving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> Those are fun. I mean, because they're they're kind of corny. Some of yeah. them are a little clever. But Doctor Whore, it's it's like, eh. yeah, it's like you won't even try it. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just go Doctor Who or the Triple X porn parody. Yeah. Because they've done that. Like, Superman, the Triple X porn parody. Yeah. You know, come on, guys. Like, be a little more original. <laughs> Rewrite that title. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, what, two minutes? Come on. I'm Doctor Who. Clever. Hey, you know, I, I hope it's a dude. I'm Doctor Who. Or just call it the Sonic Screwdriver. 
<laughs> Simple as that. There you yeah. go. Right. I call this my sonic screw. <laughs> and now I'm going there. to drive her. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm off to travel the universe. Look, I'm in Pompeii just before the eruption of a, of a volcano. And by volcano, I mean my penis. And by eruption, I mean coming on her. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm traveling back in time to the Big Bang Theory. And by Big Bang, I mean my penis. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as big as the bang as I thought it was going to be. Oh, you're going to go back in time and watch the erection of the Empire State Building by Empire State Building by my penis. <laughs> <laughs> this is see a theme going. I just nonstop. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please. We're going to go back in time and see where we call it the... Mount Recall, Mount Rushmore, and I'm gonna splooge on each one of their faces. <laughs> <laughs> I left my mark. I am Doctor Whore. <laughs> you go back in time, have sex with Napoleon as a midget. You know. <laughs> well, that was disappointing. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> Never satisfied traveling the universe. What <laughs> right, would you, if- you write it? If you had the ability to travel to any point in time to have sex with somebody, who would it be? Anybody at any time? Anybody, any time. Um, I, I, I mean, it's tough. I'm only saying the past because we don't know who's going to exist. Right. I mean, I would obviously try to get myself inside of Angelina Jolie. At some point in her career, like maybe like right Go before, find her right before she gets famous. Right, right before she gets famous and, you know, be that, you know, like... Knowing where she's going to be in life, like I can just kind of like, get. You You'll know. be that person on on Inside Edition. Yeah, I fucked Angelina Jolie. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at? When you're, I like him so. Yeah. <laughs> How young does he have to be? Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she, she would be younger. Yeah, she would have to be in the May. Um. Eve. See if there was an Eve from Adam and Eve. Go back all the way to time and get stupid Eve and go. I came all the way back here. I got to do her. I got to do her. By the way, don't touch the apples. <laughs> and then just. And then, and then you come back and you see time, humanity's timeline completely fucked. Yeah. They <laughs> like, all look oh. like Sean. <laughs> and, then, and then I had to go back in time and stop myself. Be like a Back to the Future episode. I had to stop myself from, you know, having sex with Eve. <laughs> All of future is doomed. <laughs> or uh, have sex with Ava Braun. <laughs> or maybe I already did, and that's why Hitler was so angry. Oh <laughs> no, Hitler was angry because he only had one testicle. Uh, yeah, I would be angry too. <laughs> <gasps> that makes you. You've gone back in time. You fucked Ava Braun. She is ruined for Hitler now because you had two testicles. That's why he was so pissed off. That's, and you're Jewish, yeah, so that's huh? why he was like, "That's it. It's they all, all need to die. It's all my fault. Those two <laughs> testicle bastards. <laughs> you're the reason." <laughs> yeah, what can I say? You're welcome. <laughs> Well, who would you go back? If you could fuck any guy in history or in the if you had a, a TARDIS, who would you go with? Hmm. I mean, you're going to dump it on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Flip it around and, you know. I th- you know what? It'd be interesting to... Oh, uh, hey, what a fuck Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the next room yeah. fucking Hitler going, 
It's not as bouncy. <laughs> hey, one ball, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it'd be interesting, Casanova, because he was he was this the world you know, class lover. Yeah. Let's see if he was really world class. I think he just had a good press agent. That's all. I don't really. (laughs) But that's it. I want to go back and find out. Find out for yourself. Was was it just good press, or did he pay off everybody to, you know? I want to fuck Mona Lisa. Was he real? Oh, yeah. I'm the reason why she's got that half smile. (laughs) (laughs) It was the night before, and she's there sitting in the chair with that half smile. I got fucked. (laughs) <laughs> Michael goes, what's with what, what smile? I can't tell. She's smiling. What the? Uh. <laughs> it's not fully smiling because she wasn't fully satisfied. <laughs> she was just kind of like, no, okay. because yeah. no, because she, I'm she, satisfied. I'm, she, I'm good till next week. She yeah. cheated on uh, Da Vinci with me, so she's got that smuggler. Like, dude, I got fucked by a man nowhere near your talent. You may be good with the paintbrush and the chisel and hammer, but when it comes to hammering, he's better. <laughs> <laughs> I brought on the Renaissance. <laughs> How do you think you got all that, that kind of like the helicopter stuff? I, I was keeping him busy. <laughs> it was like, hey, look at this. You know, oh, it's a wonderful. What is it? We call it a helicopter. I must have make a sketches. All right. Oh, Mona Lisa, why don't you take me around the place? That's what I'm saying. <coughs> well, what about you, Ed? What? <coughs> Who'd you fuck? I don't think he's allowed to answer questions like this because he's got a wife. Yeah, and you got a girl. Yeah, but my girl's cool. <laughs> my wife's cool. Okay, so... Um, it... hmm. <coughs> she never thought of it. Um, I'm not like I never thought of it. I'm not sitting around in my house going... If I ever had got asked this question, <laughs> <laughs> why not? He saved the easy big joke. Yeah, well, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Thank you, callbacks. <laughs> so anybody in all of space and time, and I, I, I wow, I never thought of it. Jeez. Does it have to be a real person? I, I, I would assume so if you're traveling back in time. I unless mean, you have the ability. If you have the ability to travel in the literature, that opens a whole another set of doors. I, I mean, I would assume it had to be a real person because if not, what's the point of time traveling to go meet them if they don't, you know. Like, I mean, look, I'm banging Mary Shelley right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just stroking away to Frank and you know, Mary Shelley or like. <laughs> I mean, she's a real person, but, uh, you know, like... Mae West. Rumpel, uh, what do you call it? Rapunzel. I'm banging her right now in my head. Like, I don't need a time machine because my time machine's in my head. Like, it had to be a real Both person. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll probably, like, uh, Jill St. John, when, like, during the 70s. and like, Oh, when she was Plenty O'Toole? No. Uh, Not Plenty O'Toole. Uh, she was Tiffany Case. Tiffany Case, right. Yeah, times forever. All right. Yeah, right. I think it's a weak answer. (laughs) All the space and time, he goes back to the 70s. You and I are in the Renaissance. I'm at the beginning of time. (laughs) I think I'm in like the 1700s. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, yeah. yeah, That's that's the only thing, though. I'm going back to 1776. I'm, I'm taking a stick Washington. of deodorant. <laughs> I'm going to bang. I'm going to bang Betsy Ross. (laughs) Jefferson's wife. Yeah. I heard she was... 
hot. She was a goer, and he was yeah. too busy banging all the slaves. Yeah. <laughs> or um, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, imagine, Adams. imagine like a like an e John Adams' wife, John Adams. Yeah. yeah. Imagine like that, like e true Hollywood stories, like you'd hear, and that that's like the Kardashians. <laughs> you'd, go, uh, you know. you'd go back and bang Betsy Ross, and she would never make the flag because she's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how many stars I got to see. That's right. How many times I made her come in one night? Why'd you put thirteen stars? I can't talk about it. <laughs> Baby, I want you to put your star on the flag for every time I make you go, oh, <laughs> oh, say, can't you see? That's Three stars. <laughs> 13 stars for the original 13 colonies. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's sure. We'll yeah. go with that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why isn't it a circle pattern? Because I went around the world. But <laughs> he took me around the world. <laughs> oh, all right well, why is it half straps because i because i got spanked in the ass and it seems like every other line was a red line <laughs> he took a riding that, crop to my butt that's what my, that's what my ass looked like at the end of the night yeah see you're welcome <laughs> 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 All right, we'll call it, on that note we'll call it a night yeah it sounds good it's like please dear god yes call it a night <laughs> <laughs> alright well uh, so uh, well, that went quiet for a second but I, you know why because I was actually for those people who were update no baby yet for my sister but I, I joked about her I was like she's like ah, everything stopped depressing just reminding myself there's a plan and to be patient I was like so maybe you know baby will decide to come out for tomorrow for revenge of the fifth <laughs> She's like, that'll be funny. We'll see. So, well, if you want to contact Erica, you can contact her at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. Especially if you have like a, a a fucking love science fact that you want her to investigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have any, if you find any good sciencey stories that you want to share with me or you want discussed on air, send that shit over. And if you want to contact Ed, you can contact Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at WordsWithGeeks.com. Yes. And as always, go to our WordsWithGeeks.com page for latest news of downloads for podcasts. Or, not or, go to our Geeksters page and like us. On Facebook? Yeah, it's Facebook. I mean, I, I, at this point, is there anything else? <laughs> no. We do have a Twitter account. MySpace? No. <laughs> okay, it was in 1995. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I go back in time and fuck MySpace. <laughs> I already did that. You know what? I would probably go back in time and buy stock in Apple. Oh, well, we can discuss like if, that. If you could get, if I mean, wait, if wait, the show's over. We could talk about that next week. Like, I'm what stock? I just started thinking, like, oh, I could totally do that. I'd be rich. I mean, because we will, we'll, we could bring that up. Like, if we could go back in time and invest in certain things, what would we invest in? Yeah. So we'll say that's a tease for next week. There you go. Dum, dum, dum. So uh, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. You can catch us live on Sunday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 10 to whenever on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, iHeartRadio. And tuned in. Tuned in. Yeah. And go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. I know I already said that. Right. But, you know, but do it it's, anyway. It's, it's important. And be sure to, by Friday, we'll have a new spoilerific episode of Spider-Man 2. What Sean and I thought, and we might even just talk about the original Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, the the uh, Tobey Maguire ones? No, well, we can get to that, too. Oh, oh, we can okay. do a comparison, but... Uh, oh, and you're going to have all this ready by Friday? Sure. Okay. Hey, look, I'm, I'm <laughs> all right. I'm in. Why not? 
Uh, I'll look at it. We'll do it Tuesday night. We'll do it Thursday night, and it'll be up Friday. Friday, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah. I just won't go to work. He doesn't go to work on Fridays. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> see? I was right. So, tune in to our Geeksters page in uh, iTunes for that. Yes. And we'll let you know when we post it on our Geeksters page in Facebook. Yes. And I'm just babbling at this point. Yeah, so, so uh, it's time to say goodnight. And we're listening. All right, well, good, good night, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. And we're back, folks. Yay. That's right. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Brought to you by the letter Pi. <laughs> and the number 3.14.65. And so on and so on and so on. It's brought to you by the letter Vishnivan. <laughs> Who does that? That's right. <laughs> I am so smart, I know other numbers <laughs> and other letters from other languages. <laughs> I am, here's one, I am a cat. The hieroglyphic. <laughs> I know the Aztec calendar backwards and forwards, and I knew that the world was not going to end at 2012. Or 2013. Or 2014. You know when it will end? No. No one knows. Because <laughs> at the very bottom of that line on the Aztec calendar, it said, to be continued. <laughs> no one knows that but I. Because I have a PhD. Because I am smart. Day subject to change without notice. Yes. <laughs> That's what it said <laughs> I distinctly read Nana Nana Boo Boo Stick your head in doo doo <laughs> The Aztecs are funny people <laughs> Yes, they're very funny They're very highbrow That is why you people don't get to. You small minded people thought the world was going to end Was it 2012? Yeah. <laughs> See? You fool <laughs> You fool. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I hope you enjoyed that part of the show. I hope you enjoyed the entire show, all three parts. Episode 85, part one, A New Geek. <laughs> episode 85, part two, The Geek Strikes Back. And episode 85, part three, Revenge of the Geek. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. So there. Now, if you want, tune into us live on Sunday nights from 7 to whenever Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, or tuned in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Go to our Geeksters Facebook page and like us. Also, you can go to our WordsWithGeeks.com webpage to download past, present, and future episodes of this podcast that you're listening to right now. Or... You can get it on iTunes, or if you're back on our wordswithgeeks.com webpage, you can go to the Where to Find Us page Yes, for a list of all the places where you can find our thrilling, exciting podcast that is known as Geeksters. And be sure, tell a friend <laughs> about our show. And I was going to just, I'm like... Hey, he covered everything. I, 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 I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. But if you want to contact Sean on anything we talked about, you can contact at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. 
i egen sand. Jeg må sige det. May the Schwartz be with you. Adorable.